Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Three days ago, Donald Trump stated on social media, Wow, Daniel Cameron of Kentucky has made a huge surge now that they see my strong endorsement and the fact that he's not really a McConnell guy, meaning Mitch McConnell. He continued, they only try to label him because he comes from the great state of Kentucky. Anyway, go Daniel, great future for you and your state. You will bring it to new levels of success and I will help you. That's three days ago. Today, Daniel Cameron lost because he couldn't alleviate the stench of Mitch McConnell. I told him early that's a big burden to overcome. McConnell and Romney are kryptonite for Republican candidates. I moved him up 25 points, but the McConnell relationship was too much to bear. Tate Reeves, on the other hand, surged to a win for governor of Mississippi after my involvement. Congratulations to Tate. Wow. Wow, oh wow. Wait till Donald Trump realizes that people are going to start asking the question, maybe he's the problem. <gasps> Tony, how dare you? Oh, I now have a multiplicity of elections. I've got data points. What do you have? Your feelings? <laughs> Sit down. We got to talk this out. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Facts are facts are facts. Not not, uh, everything is the end of the world. I don't think you should think of things as end of the world. But yesterday did not go well. And it's been three elections, 2020, 2022, 2024, including the special election for Senate. Uh, Let's add in there, I should say, the special election for Senate in Georgia. Republicans aren't winning in this environment with clear disdain for Joe Biden, with a Democratic Party filled with Jew haters who chant from the river to the sea and don't mind that Jews get killed in the streets. You're next. All of that. An economy that is not better, but is worse. Temporary pauses and all as some interest rates have come down. We'll get into it. America knows Joe Biden is old and incapable. They know that he's not fully there, and they wonder who's actually running the country. And yet they still lose the Kentucky governor's race. Republicans lose the House of Delegates in Virginia, where Glenn Youngkin is the governor who had all those successes. Well, it just proves that Glenn Youngkin doesn't have what it takes to win. How many more elections can Republicans lose when the left does such a good job of saying, well, crazy MAGA Republicans? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Abortion is a big subject. And I wonder whether or not this is more an abortion election. Can you imagine in the city of Indianapolis, Indiana, they voted for Joe Hogsett, the incumbent, to a third term. The murder rate is through the roof. The crime is through the roof. The city is wholly unsafe. And he ran an entire campaign on my opponent. He doesn't believe in abortion. And he supports the NRA. That's, that's kind of what um, he, he sounds like. That, that's, that's, that's my impression there. 
He won. A third term. Now, it was 60-40, so that goes uh, right down the registration, which means until you change the registration, you can't really do anything. And that's true of many, many cities. But in how many places did the suburban soccer mom say, well, I know Biden is bad for my kid's future because things are hard right now. I'll get into that about kids not turning into adults. There's a whole series of, of, of takes I have on that. But maybe it's hard because Biden runs a crap-ass economy worthy of conversation. Yeah, but but uh, I need to protect abortion rights because I'm a 52-year-old woman who's never going to have an abortion and didn't have an abortion previously, but I have to vote for it. Are you kidding? And the answer is no. So what do you want to do? Do you want to pretend things aren't happening or do you want to talk it out? Do you want to pretend uh, that, that Trump is easily going to defeat uh, Joe Biden? Or do you want to start understanding that the elections show you something about Trump's likability regardless of the polling? Polling is over there, kitten. Polling is the stuff that you fantasize about in the deep recesses of your room. You grab yourself some tissues. I'm talking about real life, which is elections where there's a lot of losing going on. Which one do you want to do? Do you want to recognize that for the pro-life people, they're going to have to accept the fact that America wants abortion? That you're not going to win this legislatively? You're going to have to win this via the culture, which has always been my argument? They're telling you something. They're telling you something. They want some level of legalized abortion. You want to tell them no, that's fine, but you're going to have to convince them. When we said, we're not going to let boys play against girls in sports, are you crazy? And the left went completely nuts. We were able to show them that they're insane. First of all, boys don't get to decide they're girls. Secondly, of course, parents get to know. And third, boys are physically different than girls, and girls are going to get very hurt. And you're telling girls to take a back seat. You're telling them to lay down and take it and not complain when a man takes their things. And that argument has been successful. But Tony, what about Ohio? Oh, Ohio. This issue one in Ohio? Oh, 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 oh goodness gracious. Issue one in Ohio states that not only is abortion in the Constitution now, as well as uh, what, what it seems to look like from the reading, uh, gender transition surgeries for children, but parental consent is now gone. And the language states that there is no law that directly or indirectly burden inter- or interfere with reproductive decisions. You can't create a law. But go by, uh, back to that. Directly or indirectly burden reproductive transitions, uh, reproductive decisions. So, so y- could we consider cost a burden? Did the people of Ohio... In an amendment to their constitution, just state that the the people of Ohio have to pay for abortions and gender transition surgeries for children who don't have to notify their parents? 
No. Yes. That's what I'm reading it. That's what it's saying. I am con- I am convinced the people of Ohio did not know that was in there. There's no way. Because if so, Ohio's over. Over. I mean, society is over at, at that moment. Children can, can get gender transition surgeries without telling parents. You want to talk about taking away parental rights. Move out of Ohio as fast as you can. Oh, that is gross. The people who don't believe that parents should have rights... Man, the society they want is pretty disgusting. And it's right to fight them. People often say to me, oh, you just want to fight the culture wars. You want my kids? And my answer is kiss off. You suck. I want to fight you. I'm ready to go. I'm not worried about uh, some insane legislation. My kids. I'll fight to the very end. Why are you surprised by this? But then again, why would anybody vote for this? Which makes me believe there's no way they knew. Because if they knew when they did this, uh, we're more far gone than I ever could have possibly imagined. And we are, for the record, pretty far gone. I think there are going to be a tremendous amount of legal challenges to uh, this, this, this amendment, which was written uh, by the ACLU. Um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of, of push on, on, on this. Uh, a lot of lawsuits, and 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 good, and rightfully so. I also said when Roe v. Wade was overturned and the Dobbs decision came, that without question, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits. That's exactly what there should be. There never should have been a Roe v. Wade. It was always a bad decision. It usurped the authority of the states. It was poorly adjudicated. The Supreme Court was wrong, just like Dred Scott, just like Plessy versus Ferguson. The Supreme Court was wrong. And so they corrected. But you taught these people that abortion was religion. And then you took away their religion and they went crazy. So they banded together and they got their religion back. And now it's the centerpiece of so much of their election. That and, of course, a discussion regarding Trump. Which now forces Republicans and and others to take a look at what it is they want. Do you want to win? Do you want to win? Do you want to win? Stop telling me about your feelings. I don't care. Do you know why? Because your feelings won't win me an election. Well, Tony, if we don't elect the right people, what's the point of winning? I can answer that question in three notes. You're not wrong. You need to elect the right people. You're not wrong. You're in no way wrong. You and I agree. But if you want to elect the right people who can't win, you're not electing the right people. With that, I end the argument. And for the record, I'm not particularly angry. I, I, I am disgusted. I'm not particularly angry. What I need to do I believe is to put an end to the nonsensical argument that only... No, there's no such thing as that only. Only Trump can win? No, 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 no. That's idol worship. I was opposed to it then, I'm opposed to it now, and the people angry with me, I can live with that. But I'm right that these elections say something. 
And you could argue these elections are all about abortion. We can make that argument. But there's a conversation about Trump's endorsement not really doing the job. Trump wants to take credit for Mississippi? Let me say that again. He wants to take credit for Mississippi? But yet somehow it's Mitch McConnell who was the problem in Kentucky? Oh. No. No. I don't think I'm going to buy into that one. Questions have to be asked, and then answers will be given. Where those answers take us? that That I don't know. I don't know necessarily where those answers take us. What I do know is if Republicans have to win, they have to do things differently than they're doing it. And not only in terms of candidates, not only in a recognition of where the country is, but also in terms of the fight. Which brings us to Rona McDaniel, who is the RNC chairwoman, who is terrible. She can't win. No strategy, no strength. She cannot win. Why are we allowing this loser to have so much domination over the Republicans? The same loser who is bringing us a debate hosted by NBC. That's why I'm having the party tonight. I'm having the party because we might as well get together and get blotto, smoke a couple cigars, while NBC gets to determine Republican futures. By the way, after this election, if you think they've been tough on Trump before, they're going to be downright brutal. And the person who has the most to gain tonight is Nikki Haley. I know what you're going to say. I'm discussing where America's at. Can we start asking ourselves where America's at? What it is they're actually looking for? Could we? Tony, they're really looking for Nikki Haley? I don't know about that. But they are looking to win. And Trump hasn't provided them a win since 2016. It's time to get tired of all this losing. I'm Tony Katz. No attempt to blockade or besiege Gaza. No reduction in the territory of Gaza. We must also ensure no terrorist threats can emanate from the West Bank. So what is your position, Anthony Blinken, that somehow Hamas has to be removed from Gaza? But it can't be Israel who does it? Or Hamas has to be removed from Gaza but Gaza's just going to be able to exist on its own and govern themselves and everything's going to be fine. Israel can't act as some kind of overseer until everything is settled down? Well, who's going to do it? You? I mean, I should say we, right? The United States is going to do this? The United States is going to go out there and act as this overseer of of Gaza until un, until when until forever I mean what exactly is the argument here 
Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find it all at TonyKatz.com. Uh, getting uh, commentary about uh, what the the losses from Republicans. It wasn't all losses. There were wins in places, and there were worthy wins in places. Uh, there's a, a great uh, story. Uh, was it Christy Maramoto? She'll be a uh, representative, a, a city council representative in New York from the Bronx, a Republican, first time in 40 years. Well, is it really all about abortion and Trump? I'm putting it out there that abortion is the big one. The Trump conversation, whether or not uh, Trump leads to victory, uh, is, is out there. It has to be answered, as I'm saying. What's it? There are places where Republicans had success. It needs to get noted. Yesterday's election wasn't great. But it wasn't the end of the world. As for Israel, well, they're fighting like it's the end of their world. Because they're right. If they don't fight, they'll die. Israel said it's going to retain security control of Gaza for an indefinite period once the war with Hamas ends. And now the U.S. is like, oh, no, 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 that's occupation. You can't do that. How do you expect this to work? I'm curious how the United States expects this to work. I don't I don't understand how you think things are going to happen. I will not accept a U.N. mission to oversee Gaza. The U.N.? You want me to trust the United Nations when uh, the uh, UN uh, General uh, Antonio Guterres says this? Gaza is becoming a graveyard for children. Hundreds of girls and boys are reportedly being killed or injured every day. And the unfolding catastrophe makes the need for a humanitarian ceasefire more urgent with every passing hour. The parties to the conflict, and indeed the international community, face an immediate and fundamental responsibility to stop the inhuman collective suffering and dramatically expand humanitarian aid to Gaza. Tell Hamas to surrender. Tell them to give up. Tell them to return the hostages. This ends. By the way, you want me to trust numbers from the Gaza Health Ministry? You're... What, are you kidding? You want me to trust a number from the Gaza Health Ministry? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I'd rather have Stacey Abrams uh, count the uh, votes in an election that I was a candidate in than trust the Gaza Health Ministry. Have people died? Yes. Have children died? Absolutely. Is it horrific? Yes. Without question, it's all horrific. Tell Hamas to surrender. Because Israel doesn't have any options. They have to move forward. Hamas has to be destroyed. And once Hamas is destroyed, someone's got to put all the plumbing back that these terrorists ripped out of the ground so they can create rocket launchers. So who's going to do that? It's Israel or it's the United States? Who? Let's answer that question, shall we? No, wait. I'll wait for Anthony Blinken to answer it. This is Tony Katz today. 
down to abortion. And how do Republicans plan to deal with that? You have this pro-life movement that has been effective and they have been nonstop and they did the work and they kept pushing and move legislation and bring court cases and then properly so Roe v. Wade was overturned and the political left still hasn't gotten over it. They can't believe it. So they made it the center point piece of, of every election since. It's not just that the political left has done this. And that part cannot be overstated or understated, some level of stated. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what's going on? Good to be with you. Because what America has said is, we want a level of legalized abortion. And the fact that the left will take a 12-year-old who was raped, can you imagine and they'll say, like the, the, that ad in, in Kentucky, you want me to have the child? That's disgusting. They, they did this. They played this ad, the Hadley ad, H-A-D-L-E-Y, that's her name. And ran it directly talking about Daniel Cameron, the Republican. And it had impact. A state that Trump won by double digits. Was, was it over 20 Trump won Kentucky by 20 points? Something something like that. You now have Andy Bashir winning by five, the Democrat, over Cameron, who was endorsed by Trump. Well, is that an issue with Trump's endorsement as he has gotten less and less palatable? Possible. Uh, or is this all about the abortion conversation? In Virginia, Glenn Youngkin... The governor, he loses the House of Delegates. I spoke with Ed Morrissey uh, about this of hotair.com. Is the situation here in Virginia, we'll start there, all because the loss from Republicans is it because of abortion? Uh, Never, actually. It, It usually doesn't come down to one issue. It comes down to a range of issues, Tony, and... Uh, and and your ability to communicate on it. But I do think that Jazz is right, at least partly right about this, because Republicans still aren't communicating well when it comes to abortion. They're not talking specifics. They're not talking to people on the ground. They're not addressing the uh, the, the fears that they have in terms of abortion restrictions. And, you know, Glenn Youngkin, I think, was actually trying to do a pretty good job on this prior to the elections. You know, Selena Zita wrote about this as well, you know, emphasizing that nothing's been banned in um, in Virginia. It's just that abortion is restricted to 15 weeks, or at least that's the bill that he once put forward. Uh, and that is a position that most Americans would agree with. If you look at all the polling on abortion, uh, it, there is a there's a vast middle ground here that neither party really addresses. And that middle ground is the fact that uh, most Americans want basically what you'd say is a European uh, style regulatory regime on abortion, which is, you know, first trimester only except for, you know, really unusual cases where the mother's life is in danger, but otherwise, you know, fairly hands off until the 13th, 14th or 15th week. 
And that's what Youngkin was proposing. But I think that there's, um, I think that Democrats have an advantage on this because there is so much crosstalk among Republicans about what it is that exactly that they want. Youngkin is on one end of this, and there are absolutists on the other end of this that are getting a lot of coverage in the media for various reasons. And so there, there is this sort of fear factor that I think Democrats very effectively exploit when it comes to abortion. But that's not really the only thing that's going on in this election or in the previous elections either. So I, I think that it, it is clear that when the overturn of Roe v. Wade took place, Ed, talking to Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com, uh, I was in favor of this because I thought it was poorly uh, reasoned law. The the idea that this right to privacy uh, somehow e- e- exists, this overreach that even the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg agreed with, this was poorly done, poorly managed, and became religion. Well, when the overturn came because of the Dobbs decision, the religion didn't disappear. It was the idea that their religion could be pierced. It could the, the the shields could be could be cracked. And so to make it the singular focus, which I didn't expect to be so strong uh, in in earlier elections, I did expect it in this election because you should learn from from your mistakes. Um, this is their subject. This is their rallying cry. Does even a level of 15 week ban, as you're discussing with, with Virginia, does that even make a difference now? Have Democrats convinced women in, in America, don't worry about your kid's safety in any downtown. Don't worry about what happens in your kid's school. Just vote for us. Otherwise, somehow you at the age of 50 won't be able to have an abortion. Well, again, I mean, this is an emotional issue more than it's a rational issue, right? And and what you're pointing out is the is the rational context around this, which is that in truth, abortion really isn't going to affect that many people, especially an abortion restriction at 15 weeks. Maybe an abortion ban might be more impactful, but an abortion restriction at 15 weeks is really not going to impact that many people. Um, it is, however, I think a marker for painting Republicans as radicals. And I think that that's been very effective for Democrats. It's been very effective for Democrats really since 2018. We haven't the Republicans really haven't won an election cycle since 2016. 2016 was the last national election cycle that they won. They won in states. Uh, You know, Glenn Youngkin, for instance, won in 2021 on the uh, on the groundswell of uh, a a revolution among parents who were being told that they didn't have any say in how their kids were being educated. Um, And Youngkin was able to win on that. But national elections, Republicans have lost every national election since 2016. And in large part, it's because Democrats have been able to paint them as radicals and dangerous. And the, you know, the the January 6th riot is something that I think Republicans seriously underestimate in terms of its impact on the broader electorate. They want to write it off as, well, it was just a riot. You know, you can compare it to George Floyd riots around the country. And believe me, you know, having been living in the Twin Cities when the George Floyd riots were going on, I understand the intellectual argument there. But the emotional argument is something different. This was un- it was unprecedented to happen at the Capitol. And voters, I think, really look at that and the and and the branding around that, the MAGA branding around that as something dangerous. Now, he may be right. 
about that. Uh, that's Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com. I will share that interview in, in full a, a little bit later. But I think the bigger conversation is the emotional versus the nuanced. I'm a nuanced guy. Not really an emotional guy when I discuss policy. I have gone so far uh, as to say when it comes to elected officials, I don't actually care if they care about me. It's not what moves me. What moves me is that you get out of my way. But I've never once not understood that people want the emotional connection. They want the emotional connection. It matters. They want to feel like that they're they're cared about. They want that, and and which is which is interesting because naturally, I get that. I I do. It, it's it's the same reason people want the attaboy or they, they they want an accolade. They want the recognition. They want to know that somebody's looking out for them. They want to know someone appreciates what it is that 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 they're doing. And I believe in showing the appreciation. It's just, I don't, I don't know if I, I require, and I should say it's not that I, don't, I know for me, I don't require any of the histrionics around it. But Americans do. Americans do. I have made the argument regarding January 6th that this was a riot. This wasn't an insurrection. I think the people who make a connection regarding September 11th are, are despicable. And it's okay to say so. But to say that January 6th happened and it wasn't a big deal, that's an interesting take because it clearly was a big deal. I think rationally we could say that it was a big deal. And it was a riot at the Capitol. Now, I don't know why for people at the Capitol, riots in Minneapolis and Seattle and Portland and Indianapolis and Chicago and New York, why they didn't matter. People got killed in my beloved Indianapolis. Oh, well. The only thing that matters is the Capitol on January 6th. I, I, I find that to be an odd argument. An odd argument. But when you have a complicit press and nobody actually speaks, I, I shouldn't say nobody. None of people speak with uh, authority about it. None of people speak uh, in culture about it. And how about just some basic recognition? It was a riot. Would, would, would that do the trick? There was not enough stand-up to, yes, it was a riot. Now, calm down. There was not enough uh, coordinated effort on the part of the political right to say it was a riot. Whoa. We've seen a lot of riots. Well, we haven't seen anything that tried to stop uh, an election from going forward. Right, it was pretty ugly. But I have seen the left engage in pretty ugly activity that we don't talk about. The left supporting the Jew haters and the Jew murderers, and so therefore they try to scale the fences of the White House like they did last weekend. Nobody talks about it. The graffiti and the facing of public property, no one talks about it. I don't know, the, it's the White House, the president lives there. And that's what these people were trying to do. Scale fences. But nothing. So it's very hard to, to engage when there is this press apparatus that won't actually 
engage in the engaging. Thus, you, you, you see where this relationship that the left has with, with media, so outrageously one-sided, yet incredibly effective. It is, I think, an irrational position to say the only way you win is to change your politics. Not changing my politics at all. My conservatism is based on study. My conservatism is based on theory. My conservatism is based on history. I can back up what I say. But winning has to be based on uh, political realities, where you are and how you get to where you're going which involves incrementalism. It's, it's sometimes hard to win as, as a bludgeon. I mean, it happens. Trump won as a bludgeon and then didn't win again. In 18 and 20 and 22 and now in 23. Didn't win again. This abortion conversation... Uh, political right has to have to come to grips with and is going to have to tell the pro-life movement we're not going to be pushing uh, no abortions and uh, and um, uh, no exceptions. We're not going to be pushing that anymore. America's not ready for that. And you're going to be angry and that's the way it's going to be. But you're going to work with us to engage culturally and incrementally to get to where we want to be. Because it is a better play. We shouldn't be a nation that applauds abortion or wants it willy-nilly. That's creepy freaky. We should be seeing what the left is saying and saying, you're right, let's have this limit here. Good on you, let's have the limit. Now, eight years from now, hey, why don't we make that limit here? Because you know it's alive. We'll make the limit here. Another two weeks and another two weeks and another two weeks and eventually get to where you're going. America's telling you where they are and do you want to win or not? I keep going back to that. There's a, a, a tremendous number of truths have to be told to the Republican Party. How many losses do you have to take before you realize that the system is wrong? That while you may argue that the political left is despicable, whether it's Hakeem Jeffries or, or, or George Stephanopoulos or someone like that, the people, oh, there's some awful people out there. They're not all awful. They're not all radical. They're sharing something with you. Some things you'll have to accept. Okay, I guess we're going to start here. I want to start way over here, but I'm going to have to start over here. And then you keep chopping the wood. Who said you stop? I'm talking about where you start. And that doesn't mean you change a a, a policy or a philosophy. It's just recognizing your reality. Which the Republican Party has to do. That should be the lesson from yesterday's elections. I'm Tony Katz. A lot, a lot of breaking stories out there, especially about these elections and uh, small races where a socialist winning here, and then, oh, this Republican won in this Democratic stronghold there. And it's all going to break down. It's all going to, you know, shake out. I, I will say this. Um, 
Nothing about the election gets me to stop having these conversations. Oh, people are desperate for me to stop. It's adorable. Uh, Rather, there are conversations outside this election that need discussion. In Los Angeles, as is being reported, four sheriff's department employees have been found dead on Monday and Tuesday in what are being described as unrelated suicides. One retired L.A. Sheriff's Department member and three current members over a 24-hour period in different areas. I don't have an answer as to what's happened here. Uh, We don't know yet of any level of connection between them, whether there were um, conversations had, whether there was um, something else. Uh, there's, there's, no, there's no answer as to yet. An absolutely horrific story. I, I, I would have to go back and check. I know... What we see in suicides and veterans is just beyond beyond through the roof. I'm just not so sure where we are with active duty in, in police departments and sheriff's departments. This is Tony Katz today.